What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Join us at LateNightHealth.com and wherever fine podcasts are heard, like Apple, Google, uh, iHeart, and apparently even uh, Amazon Music. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Louisville, Kentucky, the uh, airport. Uh, the oh, Let's see, the Cincinnati airport is in Kentucky. I haven't been there in a number of years, but they used to have a great hot dog stand right there in the airport. And um, that was uh, that was my experience of Kentucky. Uh, uh, our guest uh, has uh, uh, has written a book uh, uh, called The Friction Factor, The Busy Person's Guide to Sustainable Diet and Exercise. And our guest is Tyler Martin. Tyler, welcome to Late Night Health. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Sure. Hey, listen, you know, everybody is busy. Um, you know, you get up, you've got the kids, you got work, you got, you know, honeydews from your wife, your spouse, your husband, whatever. Um, how do we find time to stay away from fast food and uh, get to the gym? Yeah, that's a, a great question. So the first thing I'll talk about is is the power of developing habits. So that's kind of what the whole premise of my book is all about. So the benefit of building habits is that it allows us to put the right types of behavior, in this case, fitness behavior, but it applies to anything, in a sense, on autopilot so that they're much easier to perform on a routine, consistent basis without a lot of thinking and um, you know mental engagement. We just go through the motions. Think about like brushing your teeth or taking a shower. That's the place you want to get to when it comes to things like exercising and eating the right types of food. So if you can turn the right fitness behaviors into habits, your chances of being able to make meaningful long-term lifestyle change are going to be um, dramatically higher. You were a collegiate athlete. Did you develop these habits while you were in college? Actually, no. <laughs> I would say that I would say that I gained an appreciation of how powerful habits can be as a as a collegiate wrestler and high school wrestler and coach too. I saw how powerful um, habits are if you you know drill and execute you know thousands and thousands of times when you're out in competition you don't think you just do right and so I, I knew that the solution to my 
problem and we can get to what the problem is of being busy was ultimately going to be about building the right types of habits. But funny enough, my challenge was that when I wrapped up with being an athlete and I went out into the normal world to be a working person, all of a sudden I was working 50 to 60 hours a week and I had a side business and I had a lot going on. And I came to realize that this conventional approach to exercising and dieting that I had practiced for years as an athlete was actually extremely inefficient and it was not compatible with my day-to-day -day life anymore. So my expectation was, hey, I'm an ex-athlete. I'm going to have no problem keeping myself fit for the rest of my life. And I learned really quickly that that wasn't true. So did, I needed a better solution. Come in, did, did kids come into that equation? Um, no, not yet. So not that was yet. before that. Keep practicing. <laughs> They'll happen. Um, the, the, you know, but, you know, friends, family, uh, uh, significant others, all of that uh, impacts our time. Absolutely. And then, you know, maybe you get up at six o'clock in the morning um, and by three o'clock in the afternoon, you need a Snickers bar. <laughs> right? So, yeah, yeah. And it's, well, let me address first what you mentioned of just all of the things, right? Like you've got all the priorities and things that you're juggling to make it fit. So I think what's what's a little bit different about my approach here is, you know, habit formation is not easy. It takes about the research currently shows it takes about 66 days of frequency and repetition in order to ingrain a new behavior pattern. And the real problem that I encountered, and I think most people encounter, is that the way that we're all taught how to exercise and how to follow a nutrition plan are very inefficient. So the, the you see in the title of the book, the, con, the key concept that I've kind of coined is called friction. And what I'm referring to there is the inefficient use of time and energy in diet and exercise processes. So think about things like the time it takes to pack up your bag and commute to a gym or you have to wait in line to use the elliptical machine or the amount of time it takes to defrost meat or preheat the oven. These are all things that add time to the process or require more energy, but they don't necessarily deliver any extra value. So if you can find ways to strip out all that inefficiency, strip out the friction, what you end up with is a process that's gonna be more repeatable and if it's more repeatable, it's more conducive to forming habits that you can actually stick with. So that's really what I try to focus in on in the book. There are people who schedule themselves. And I'm thinking of, I'm going back to the reading about diets in the 50s. Mm -hmm. Monday was uh, spaghetti day. Tuesday was steak day. Um, Wednesday was whatever and every day was a different meal for dinner mm -hmm. right i would go nuts with that personally every knowing every monday i'm going to have spaghetti i love spaghetti i think it's great but i don't eat it on a regular basis and to know that every tuesday i'm having tacos every thursday it's you know taco tuesday or taco thursday would be um well, it just it wouldn't fit with my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. How do we get around that so that we're not bored? Yeah, that's a great question, and it's a challenge. Um, I, I will say that the whole, I guess, framework that you just mentioned, there's something to it. There's something to it because when it comes to 
sticking to a repeatable meal plan, there's something in this idea that I have structure to what I'm doing. So if you have meal plans that are designed that you know have the right nutritional contents to help you make progress towards your goals, it's going to make it easier because where people struggle is they may have a plan to, let's say, you know, hit a certain number of calories per day, but they don't know how they're going to get there. So if you're making it up as you go, you know, and you're trying to make it all add up to the right magic number at the end of the day, when you're busy, what really drives people to make less healthy choices in a lot of cases is the path of least resistance. So if you have to make a lot of decisions or do a lot of thinking in the moment about what you're going to eat, chances are you're going to take the path of least resistance and go with something that's just quick and easy. And so my solution to the problem is bringing in some structure, but I think there's a, a middle ground between, you know, having it all planned out and what you're talking about having variety. But so what I kind of advocate is having a core set of meals that you can go to. And like my wife is, she loves variety probably more than I do. So she's got a big kind of list of go-to meals that we call them core meals that we can go to that we know they have the right calorie content and the right portion sizes that are going to help us make progress. But, um, you know, we're able to kind of rotate through those so that we're not getting bored and things like that. But I, I do recommend kind of having these pre-designed options that you can stick to, at least during the busy work week. If you want to mix it up on the weekend when you've got more time, that's great. But I, I think that is any way that you can find to simplify day to day when you're, you know, in the chaos of busy life, you're going to ultimately, um, it's going to be easier for you to make good, healthy decisions. And if it, somebody like you that really, really likes variety, you can, um, there are also, you know, meal service options. So, you know, you can have pre-designed meals where you don't have to do the work they come to you so that is one super frictionless option but i like my own cooking uh the friction factor author is our guest his name is tyler martin the busy person's guide to sustainable diet and exercise as we take our break right now uh tyler what's for dinner tonight do you know so tonight I'm actually going to do, um, I do a chicken and rice bowl and I put in some, some mixed veggies and a red sauce that I like. So that's a pretty, during the work week, that's a pretty typical meal for me, but it fills me up and, and keeps me going. So I enjoy it. Well, you know, there are two kinds of people in this world, those who live to eat and those who eat <laughs> to live. So, um, you can decide, you know what I am. Uh, I love to eat. We're going to take some time out, turn it over to uh, the insane Daryl Wayne. As Late Night Health continues, be sure to visit us at LateNightHealth.com. Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, 
just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthere.com. Late Night Help is proud of our partnership with the EBC, the Evolutionary Business Council. Check them out at ebcouncil.com. You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment. If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at latenighthealth.com. That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. It's time to tackle a tough topic, one that affects us all. We're talking about sexism in the workplace. The award-winning Identifying the Elephant in the Room series is back and ready to tackle some complicated communications issues again. This spring, we're focusing on critical communication strategies in the face of sexism. Join us as we hear from professionals in the natural products industry who have valuable career lessons to share and real-world experience to discuss from all sides of the elephant. It's time to have an honest and open conversation about the impact of sexism in the workplace and how we can make it better for everyone. Identifying the Elephant in the Room series starts March 16th. Register today at inicibox.vfairs.com. That's I-N-I-C-I-B-O-X dot V-F-A-I-R-S dot com. And join the conversation to be part of the solution. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghost writing anything from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at Servette at ServetteHassan.com. Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Uh, Our guest is Tyler Martin. We're uh, connecting with him from Louisville, Kentucky. And we're talking about his new book, The Friction Factor, The Busy Person's Guide to Sustainable Diet and Exercise. I call exercise the E-word. I get up in the morning. I'm usually at my desk around between 7 and 7.30. Last couple of weeks, actually, it's been 8 o'clock. But um, 
I get here, I check my emails, I know I should put on a pair of shorts and go for a walk. Uh, it's been raining here in Southern California where we're based, so walking outside isn't good, but I could drive the three miles or less to the gym. I have a membership. Um, I could jump on a treadmill and I just find it almost impossible. What do I do? So I would say, let's look for ways to eliminate friction from that process. Um, what I recommend that people do, especially in the beginning is look for the, the key, most common sources of friction. So I think the first one is this idea that you do have to get in the car and commute to a fitness studio or a gym in order to get a good workout. You can actually get all the exercise that you need for basic health and fitness. If you have a floor and a set of cheap rubber resistance bands that you can, you know, find a place in your house. And when you, when you learn to do these short bouts of daily exercise, so I advocate working out 20 minutes a day, um, or even building up to that. If you can only start with five minutes, that's fine because it's really about habit formation. If you can only commit to consistently doing five minutes a day, if you can build that into a routine over about a two month period, Vince, you've installed that behavior into your day-to-day -day life and it's gonna be easier to revisit your commitment over time and start to build on it. So I think that's that's the first thing with, with exercise. The other thing you mentioned going outside, um, and it, I think you, know, it sound, you live in a locale where that's probably more of an option most of the time. So there's scenarios where that can work. Um, but what I do recommend is that everybody really needs to be doing some form of both strength training and cardiovascular exercise. So, I mean, that's the general recommendation regardless of age or anything like that. So what I recommend is a style of exercise called interval or circuit training, where you're doing short bouts of both strength training and cardio within the same workout. And I think you'll like this part. So the benefit of combining the two together into one short session is you get the benefits of both, but it actually cuts the total amount of time that you need to spend exercising every week, roughly in half. So, you know, that's one thing that can motivate you to, to get up and get the exercise done. If I know, Hey, I, I have to take 10 steps into my basement or into the other room and get out the bands and, 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, I can be done for the day. And I think, I think that um, just shortening the process makes it a lot more doable for people. Integral uh, uh, training uh, would be also like running a short distance and just doing it as fast as you can for say 30 feet. Exactly. That's that's actually how it, it really started. It started off in the running world. So people would do, you know, 30 second sprints and then they would pause and do something, you know, at a moderate pace for a minute or two. And so I leveraged that principle. But instead of the sprints, it's the strength training. It's the eight to 10 repetitions of, you know, a push up or an assisted push up or a resistance band row is actually a pretty intense form of exercise metabolically. It's closer to a sprint than you know jogging in place or, or getting on an elliptical for a minute or two so it's that alternating back and forth between intense and then moderate pace and doing that for a short period of time where you get the benefits as we age we tend to um to grow fat in in our 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 middle and after 40 it becomes harder and harder to get rid of what i'm touching right now mm -hmm. this basketball that has suddenly appeared under my skin
maybe not so suddenly. But how do we get rid of things like that? So I think that the real answer to that question is consistency over time. What, what I see is that a lot of people, when they are just getting started, let's say you've been sedentary for you know a long time, or you've been you've not been able to be consistent with a fitness regimen. I think people get too hung up and wrapped around the axle in the beginning on it. How quickly am I losing weight? Is my body fat percentage going down? Am I getting stronger? Whatever the case may be. And I think what's more important to pay attention to in the beginning are what's called procedural goals. So you can keep a checklist. Did I stick to my exercise commitment today? Did I stick to my eating plan today? And if you can be consistent for about that two month period, those 66 days, once that habit has started to solidify, then you can start to shift your attention and really start to look at the physical results. And the beauty of taking that approach is you've built something into your routine that's going to be sustainable. So over the course of months and years and hopefully decades, you will not only make physical progress, but it'll be sustainable, which is where most people struggle is they go really hard and they lose the 10 or 20 pounds and six months later, it's back. And with e even more than they they lost originally they they gain yeah. back mm -hmm. yeah they regress right they regress and add more weight in your own personal workout because it's obvious that you do work out um you do you know uh, do you do as as do you do as you preach or do you do something different absolutely so i've been following my own plan for 8 years now um and I spend very little time exercising or focused on the, I never work out more than 20 minutes and I've been doing that for eight years. So I'm 36 years old and I stepped off of a college wrestling mat 14 years ago. I weigh the same thing today that I did the day I stepped off that wrestling mat and I spend a significantly smaller amount of time exercising and I'm not a genetic freak. You know, if you look at my family history and all the, all of the typical suspects, you know, susceptible to heart disease and cholesterol and diabetes and you know all the typical chronic lifestyle stuff so it's really just a matter of the right habits and consistency over time uh tyler i it's 14 years you can get rid of those shorts and that that t-shirt you <laughs> you know i know you can still wear them that's great but uh you know. yeah they're still in my drawer <laughs> they're still in your drawer <laughs> um do you do you know, the friction of life, life gets in the way. Mm -hmm. um, how do you avoid that? I'll give you an, in your case, you know, uh, somebody calls you up, your publicist calls you up, your publisher calls you up and says, Hey, I need a rewrite and I need it mm -hmm. in two hours. And you were about to do your 20 minute workout. What mm -hmm. do you do? So I'll, I'll say two things. I think the first thing is the time of day that you choose to exercise is crucial. And this is not, you know, I'm a big workout in the morning person. I think that that happens to be the best solution for most people logistically. But the real principle is you need to find a time of day to get your exercise in that's going to be most repeatable for you. And in particular, insulated from distractions and disruptions. So you just mentioned a great one. I like to get my exercise in shortly after I wake up before the chaos of the world starts to swirl, before the emails start coming, or if you have kids before school calls and says, hey, you know, Johnny threw up, you've got to come get it. <laughs> if you can learn to get your short bout of exercise in at home in the morning before the world really wakes up, the chances that you're going to be able to keep that 
um, up sustainably over time is going to be dramatically higher. Um, if the, other, if oh, the school calls, the school calls and says Johnny is throwing up, come and get him. I want him to throw up there so I don't have to take care of him. Yeah, me. good point. <laughs> right. Listen, uh, we only we're we're out of time, Tyler. I'd love to have you come back and maybe cook with us. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, okay. Our guest has been Tyler Martin. Uh, the name of the book, The Friction Factor, The Busy Person's Guide to Sustainable Diet and Exercise. That wraps up this edition of Late Night Health. Daryl, as always, thank you very much. My pleasure. And uh, appreciate what you do for us and keeping me on time, at least most of the time. Uh, listen, everybody, have a great week. Have a good week. Most importantly, have a healthy week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now. University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.